What's up, what's up, what's up, people? I am DJ Quest One, your host. You're listening to The Drive Podcast. Thanks for listening to the last episode on the Selena series. I got a lot of feedback. Some people were happy, some people were mad, but hey, I have my opinion, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. That's the way I am. I've always been like that. You know, I'm not going to be fake. And, uh, like, you know, I was talking to a friend. Sue said... Quintanilla, which is Selena's sister, should have, or should not Quintanilla, yeah, Quintanilla, should have made it way better than it should have been. You know, it looks like they rushed it. And if you're going to make something on, on Netflix, everyone, a lot of people, everyone has Netflix. A lot of people have Netflix. They're going to watch it. Now, I don't know what the purpose of that was to make it and make money off of it or what was the purpose but, I mean, the, the, I do see the young generation was able to understand her story. But it, make it right, at least. Okay? Make it right. Um, you know, part two is coming up. I don't know when. Keep you guys posted because I'm still, I still, I think I'm still on episode five or six. Doesn't matter. This, uh, t- tonight, or actually, people listening, I'm going to talk about P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, a.k.a. Sean John. So the reason I I was uh, thinking about doing an episode on him is because I everyone he's worked with everyone that's been on his label they leave and they're all, they're on they're not happy and of course Notorious B.I.G. died because of him yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out I'm gonna call him out so uh, prior to to Biggie signing to him he signed to Uptown Records so so Puff Puff used to work at Uptown Records with Andre Harrell as a A and R rep. And he started signing acts, and uh, he never getting fired. And he made a deal with uh, with Clive Davis of Arista Records, and gave him a deal with Bad Boy Records. And then he brought along Craig Mack, and and and, and of course Biggie and Faith Evans. And then later on, he signed uh, or Mary J. Blige. I think Mary J. Blige was with Uptown Records. I don't think she was ever with Bad Boy. Um, but he helped her. He helped her with some songs or some remixes. And, uh, of course, he signed uh, The Locks, you know, 112. And a lot of other artists that he signed, Toto. And um, they all had hits. They all had hits. I, I'm not really... I think Toto had a song with Biggie called When I See or something like that. I See You or something. Cassie, Me and You, he signed her. He signed Black Rob, you know, like, whoa. He signed uh, Loon, um, Mace. So, like, are these artists never stayed with them no more than two or three albums? Because the points... So, when it comes to, to being an artist, there's publishing points, you know, there's... What, what, what you will make... Like, let's say you sell a record, right? And it's, like, $15. You know, this is back in the days when people were selling CDs and tapes. So let's say, for instance, 
the the, the CD is $15, right? The distributor is going to, you know, the, the label is going to get their money. And how much is the artist going to get? And a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't, don't see that, you know, like, oh, they're rich and famous. But sometimes they're in debt with that label because that label advances them so much money. And you see such, such, such acts as, as, um, Suge Knight, for an example, he would borrow, he would borrow money from the label and not pay back. And so that, 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 that shit cut off. But he took care of his artists and to a certain extent, but like with Snoop, you know, with Snoop uh, recollections that he would buy everything and put it in Suge Knight's name. So that means he didn't own anything. So, I mean, but with P. Diddy, P. Diddy did it a, a more uh, smart, savvy way. But with these contracts are, 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 you know, are done, you know, sometimes these artists don't have lawyers. With that being said, they don't even know what they're getting into. They don't even know what they're signing. You know, these, there could be 360 deals. It could be where you get 2 $3 out of a CD, like I was saying, going back. So let's say Biggie sold a million records and Oni was making $2. You know, they, they go by points off of that. Yeah, that makes them... A million there, but where's the rest of the thirteen dollars? Right, it's fifteen dollars, and he's only making two dollars off of that. Who else is getting the rest? Thank you. Okay, you kind of get my picture. So, um, I actually wasn't even going to do an episode uh, of him, but I'm going to go ahead and break down the story of a lot of a lot of people in the industry don't like working with them, and a lot of people uh, that worked with them. You know, he's uh, he screwed them over. So, I mean, he has Revolt TV. He's doing, he's doing, he has his own vodka. He's a smart businessman. I'm going to give it to him. But when it comes to artists, who stays with them? Okay, that's, see, that's, okay, so Biggie was his biggest artist yet, as of yet. So Biggie was going to leave. So in the story on on um, the movie Notorious B.I.G., um, there's a part that they didn't show on there, and I'm not sure why he didn't show it. I think it would have been a, a good part to put it in there. They just show him getting a check, you know, for 60000 or whatever in it, you know, the Big Mac or, you know, the Big Mac that was B.I.G. and, 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 and uh, Craig Mac. But they didn't show when he left because he wasn't going to make any money. He was promoting... You know, and get this, he's he got his deal with with Clive Davis. He got the money a long time ago. So why didn't he pay Biggie that point? They make it seem like when he once he got signed with with the Rista Records that they, he paid didn't pay him right away. So he left. Biggie left. He already signed a deal with Bad Boy with Arista. Biggie said, "Fuck you, I'm leaving. I'm gonna go make my money." Went to North Carolina to go deal, and. Um, Puff knew he was going to lose him, so Puff drove down there. And, you know, shout out to him for doing that. Drove down there and got him out. He says, you're going to come back. He says, well, you're not giving me any money. So they negotiated whatever that he was paying him, that he was going to pay him. He goes, no, I got a family. I got, I got to make, you know, he's got to make, I got to make a living. And he wasn't getting a, you know, some artists will get like a, a an allowance, you know, when you first start, because you know you gotta wait until your album drops to to see if you're gonna make money. So whatever their 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 loan, it's all a loan. It's all a business. It's not like you can have here. Oh, you're a great artist. You can have this. It does not work that way. It doesn't work. 
they count for everything. And even um, the guy from uh, one of the bodyguards or one of the guys that worked at, at, at Death Row with, with Tupac, Tupac was already in debt with like two or three, three, two or three million dollars off the back. You know, he's got the hotel, staying in a hotel. You're talking three, four hundred dollars a day there. Just think about that. This is the 90s. Jewelry, cars, like where do you think all that comes from? Just from him being an artist? See, it's a business. So you have to like be accounting everything. Of course, he, he made his money when he did all eyes on me. But the fact of the matter is he was still borrowing money. He didn't have any money. He was borrowing money from the label. So going back to, to Big and, and <clears throat> I digress. So he went down there and got him. He's like, hey, man, I want you to do no. I don't want you to be selling drugs. He goes, what are you going to do for me? Like, I'm, I'm doing these shows. I'm not getting paid. You know, and I think at the time he just had Party and Bullshit on the radio. And, and, and it was making money. And guess who was getting the money? Yeah, of course. He did. It was getting the money. Come on. He did the deal for him. So um, um, he got him out of there. And the next day, the cops raided that house. Just imagine if Biggie would have been in that house. There'd be no Biggie, right? It just that party and bullshit. That's probably the only song going. He'd be in jail. So he got him out, and he, you know, he started promoting the, you know, Ready to Die album. And you know, he's a great promoter. I give him that. You know, he and I give him for bringing out Biggie. He saw something in him that you know other people didn't see, and he's one of the best lyricists to ever touch the microphone. You know, but. The honesty, the backstabbing, the the lies, like, I don't not like that. So I'm going to call you out. So Big Gene was a security for for Puff, okay? And he saw everything. You know, he was right there with them. He saw when they went to L.A., he warned them. He saw the contract that Big had. It was just a fucked up contract, pretty much. He saw it. He said there was a suitcase. Big went to the restroom. Big Gene sitting right next to him. He looked at the paperwork and saw how much he owed, how much they were supposed to pay him, this and that. But it was a fucked up contract, he was saying. Pretty much, it was like a 360 deal. For y'all that, for y'all don't know what a 360 deal is, it's pretty much they own everything you do. Everything. Your name, your music, anything that gets licensed. It's like deep. So course they had a good run you know you know he came out with ready to die one more chance came out and before that was flavoring your ears when they when when biggie really really was getting known because that was uh craig's mag's album and then craig mag did one album and he got dropped and i thought craig mag was a great artist he just didn't he, see ya you know he focused on biggie you know he said this is my lottery ticket right shit let me tell you about that lottery ticket so, uh, he signed the locks, and then he signed 112. So, on, on um, Ready, um, Life After Death, they're featured in it. Oh, and let me show you, and let me tell you a funny story. So, even Meth confirmed, too. Meth and Pig did it, because on Ready to Die album, uh, they did a song. And Biggie and, and Meth and Man did a song. Fuck the world, don't ask me for shit. Because everybody, you know, so that song, um, he owed them like 10 G's. And P. Diddy's like, I got you, man. I got you. And 
And Method Man had to chase them down to get the money that was owed for him to come out on that Ready to Die album. I mean, I, can you believe it? I, I, I'm just like lost of words there. Like, I'm, let me tell you the name of the song. I, it's, shoot. I know it. And it was supposed to. So this song was supposed to be uh, a single and it didn't freaking happen. It did not happen, and uh, because the the song was so explicit, and it seems like uh, you know, Big didn't care. Big was a big hip hop head. It's called the What. It's the name of the song, the What. So if you get a chance, listen to it. So going back to the story, so he owed him money, and he finally paid him. Okay, so the album came out. It did good. You know, Juicy dropped, and then of course, one more chance. The remix came out, and. And, you know, uh, Big Papa, you know, those those three songs were, were and then, of course, he started Junior Mafia and did his thing. So, um, but then that time, the whole East Coast, West Coast shit happened with the Vibe magazine that they wrote. And, of course, at the time, Tupac had gotten shot and Tupac went and got locked up and getting, got out. So, by that time, it was already, like, you know, 96 and Biggie was working on his, um, on his Ready to Die, uh, no, not Ready to Die, Life After Death album. So within that time, you know, they were like, you know, they were on top. You know, they were, he was doing good. They were, they, you know, they were doing their thing. Um, but the, the the whole beefing was going back and forth. And so, um, you know, he worked with Jay. You know, the album happened. He worked with Jay Z. You know, he worked with, of course, the Logs, One Twelve, Too Short, and Bone. You know, so that was a great album. So they were gonna promote it. So. DJ Premier, this is confirmed. Now, I, I'm not just making stories up. I, li- I, I do my research and I look at videos. So they were supposed to go to London instead of going to L.A. But for some reason, P. Diddy had it in his mind like, we're going to go shoot a video over there. We're going to have a good time. So that video, uh, Hypnotized, was filmed in L.A. The whole beef had just happened. Tupac had just died nine months before. Okay, so why would you even go to L.A.? Well, you know, there's a lot of people that love Tupac, okay? Even in the East Coast, they like Tupac. I mean, he's from the East Coast. So pretty much, um, <clears throat> DJ Premier produced a couple songs on there, which is Kick in the Door and Ten Cat Commandments. So while he was mixing down Kick in the Door, he was, you know, they were going over the lyrics. He drops, he tells... Primo, this is your premiere. Big's there. He tells him, he's like, man, Puff wants me to go to LA to promote this album, but I don't want to go. And then, like, then Primo's like, that's not a good idea, man. Don't go. It's still hot over there. Don't go. And, like, what Premier said, he said, like, you know how when Lil Kid goes, I don't want to go. He, he was like that. He was like, he was still a kid, man. He was only 23 years old, 24 when he died. He goes, I don't want to go. And then Primo, I think Guru was there. Don't go, man. It's bad there. Don't go. So so Big tells Puff, I don't want to go over there. Let's go to London. He goes, you need to go over there. You have an obligation. We got to shoot a video. We got to promote. And he's and so recent stories, and I saw a video recently where he's talking to Fat Joe Skyping, that he said that Biggie wanted to go over there. Puff, why you got to lie, bro? Why you got to fucking lie? You don't have to lie. To get the story. And Big Gene even confirmed. Big Gene had even said that Big didn't even want to be there. But Puff's like, nah, you got to be there. So they go ahead and go to LA. 
Big Gene is 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 was was the security guard. He knew shit was was hot over there. So told Puff, like, man, we we don't need to be here. We need we need to just not come here right now. Let it cool down. Now nah, we good. This and that. Blah blah blah. This and that. And um, uh, they bumped into each other. It was it was Tupac, someone else, and Suge. And then it was it was Puff Daddy, uh, Big Gene, and someone else. And they were in the fucking convertible, and they bumped into each other. And you know this shit was already hot. And so like Big Gene was there, and Gene's like, "What's up?" He's all like, "He's like, are we cool?" And like Big Gene was speaking up for Puff. You know that's a security guard. Big Gene's a big dude. And from what Big Gene was saying is that he told. He's like, tell him, man. Tell Puff's like, talk to Shook. And he's all like, he's like, no, nah, I'm talking to Puff. He's like, man, fuck that dude. He's just, he's just a soldier. He's all, speak to the boss. Speak to his boss. He said, hey, man. Hey, hey, Shook. You know, and like Tupac was there. Tupac was trying to talk shit, but they, they pretty much ignored him. And he's like, yo, man, we cool what? You know, and that's pretty much Big Gene saying, telling Puff, like, tell him something. Fuck that, he ain't the boss. Talk to the boss. So he's talking to Shook, and Shook's like, yeah, we straight. So that was that, right? This this is, okay, this is before, no, wait a minute. This is before Tupac died, my mistake. So this is like, they had went to LA twice. So they went the first time, and then they went the second time. That second time is when he got killed. First time, they went to do something. I don't think Biggie was there. I think it was just Puff that was there. Second time is when Biggie went, and they shot the video and did all that stuff. Anyways, so... They, you know, he's like, yeah, we're cool. And, you know, Tupac dies, like, you know, a couple months later after that. This is like, this is in 96, you know, before the whole shit really started popping off. Because when Tupac got killed, that was it. You know, that was it. And then, of course, Big got killed since, for, you know. So they go to L.A., they go shoot the video, they're having a good time. And um, they go to the Vibe Awards. But prior to that, he got a inside scoop from some months from some dudes in the hood that reached out to a guy in new york and he reached out to him and he's like yo man they after your boy you need more security so big gene tells puff yo man we need more security and 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 puff's like now nah, we good man he's like he's like, now nah, we good and he's all like he's all man yo man that's your star you need more security we need at least 20 more motherfuckers and he's like, nah, it's cool. So I think he flew down like even 10 more people or something. But it wasn't enough, right? It wasn't enough. So they go out that night and Big Gene wanted, I think he wanted to tell Big, like, we just stay in, man. This, this party, we just stay here. It's good. It's all good. They were like, nah, we're going to go. And Puff's like, nah, man, they're expecting you. We're going to play your single. And Corey, there he is behind him. But I heard two I heard two stories that they were gonna actually they were actually trying to aim at Puff. Shook sent out a message for for Puff, not for Big, but Big and him getting shot. So I'm not sure how 100 percent true that is. If either paid someone to kill Big or or, or Puff. But anyways, so he gets killed, and of course that just starts a whole. You know, like a freaking snowball going down. And artists are not happy. And Locks just came out with their album. 
and you know 112 is kind of like what's next so i think 112 does like two more albums and of course you know then puff starts you know you know big dies and the next year he comes out with no way out you know he comes out with his album which doesn't make any sense to me but okay because you want to make money so the locks weren't happy 112 wasn't happy i think faith evans i don't know if she was with him but i think she's with him for three or four albums so the, all these artists are mad they want to leave because he's not paying them so i think first one to go was the locks like we need to go we don't want to be here and they went to school with the rough riders and signed with with uh with arrows inner interscope so they talked about how he was that they would go on tour and it would be they wouldn't even have any money they even have any spending money they just do the show and they say they're just trying to make the money the best they could. So that's another another account of the, how they feel about him. So all these things come into account. And the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I'm going to call him out. You know, he, he does this, he does that. You know, he helps people out. Like, bro, you do wrong to your own people, man. Instead of helping them, you know, what are you doing? And, of course, he's in business with uh, Clear Channel because The Breakfast Club and Revolt, Revolt TV is his stuff. So he, I'm not saying he's a smart businessman, but he does people dirty. So just imagine if Puffy, it doesn't, you know, maybe it was his mentality. I don't know at the time, but come on, man. You know better than to go over there. So with that being said, he got killed. Biggie got killed. He didn't have to go. He didn't have to go to L.A. So all these artists that, that, you know, that didn't like what he did. So, so when, when radio, uh, I think it was Hot 97, the locks called in and they were like mad. They're like, because they can't get a hold of Puff. You know, they want to get their publishing. They want, they want to get released. They say, and then uh, Jada kept saying, I'm going to throw refrigerator off the top. He goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw refrigerator off the top of the Empire State Building <laughs> to kill him. You know, he was like, because he can't, because he has a bunch of bodyguards, right? And so, you know, he he got on, and he's like, and then Jada started calling him out. He's like, man, why you still got Biggs Publishing? Why his kids ain't got it? I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, why don't you get, he goes, I take care of their family, this and that. He goes, and then Jada's like, we ain't, we ain't telling you to take care of the family. We want to know why you still got your man's publishing. And, and P.D. didn't know what to say. I was like, oh, shit. Called him out. I mean. Do you think he should have kept the publishing? You know, he should he should gave that to to the wife, to Faith, or and the kid. You know, and he didn't do that, or Miss Wallace. Anyways, so of course he had an altercation with he was with J Lo, and they went in the club, and a lot of people didn't like him because just the way he is. And I don't know if it was personal, but the person, you know. He was throwing money. He was throwing money. Like, I'm not sure what ha- really happened at the club. All I know is that someone went up to him and threw money in his face. And that's when shit popped off. Shit popped off. And someone got shot in the face, this and that. And somehow he pretty much threw Shine under the bus. And Shine had to do three years because Puffy had a good lawyer. And Puffy was, of course, he was the accomplice. He didn't have the gun. Shine did. But at the same time, bro. He didn't even help him out. He, I don't even know if, if Puffy even helped him with his lawyers. But Shine was also another artist with him. I don't know what I don't know what happened to that. But all I know is that 
Shine never had a friendship again with Puff after that. And that's going to tell you. That's going to tell you what's going on there. So then you have Loon comes out. You have uh, who else? A couple other artists. And they're all don't ever do anything. Like they do hits, but one or two albums. So, so many artists that went through his label did, you know, he did help some with the career. But were they really, really, like, did they really get help by him, you know? Just think about someone that's happy. And, like, like give you an example, like, Metallica, for instance. It's not the same genre. Or, you know what? Let's do hip-hop. LL Cool J was with Dev Jam for years. Like, almost 20 years. He was happy. He was getting paid. You know, whatever that was. He was not bittering about it. Why couldn't Puff do the same? Why couldn't Puff do Def Jam? You know what I mean? Def Jam had a bunch of artists that were there for a long time. You know? Who who did Puff really... Like, who helped him? Not helped him. Why didn't he stay on the label? Okay? So, he went ahead and ripped a lot of people off. Publishing... You know, but it was all about him. It was ever about the artist. It's like, oh, I know what I got to do. But also, publishing is going to go all me. And it should never be that way, man. Because you burn bridges that way. So, you know, the, the, re- the reason I'm doing it, like, again, it might be honest. You ain't got to lie. You know, if you're going to do business, do business the right way. Don't do it in a snake shit way. So, you know, I I, I just... You know, like from what I'm from what I'm trying to say is there's 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 people that do business right. There's people that people that do business wrong. So, you know, just want to air this out. You know, a rest in peace to Big. You know, wish she still be alive right now. Shout out to Big Gene. You know, for coming forward because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people just just hush up and the comedian also said that he was in a he was uh, in a in a spa or something. and saw him with some dude. I don't know if Puffy's gay or not, or he's bi, whatever. But, dude, you know, but I will say this. I did like him in that movie Made, okay? He, he's he's, the, he's not a bad actor, but I did like him in that movie Made. Um, I, thought he was, I thought he was pretty good in it. But it's crazy because in the movie he has a line. He's like, you don't fuck up my money, man. I don't like when my money gets fucked. And I was like, man, that's you right now, dog. That's you right now. Literally, that's you actually being that person. Like, don't fuck with my money, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. But things about him first. And then, of course, everyone else second. So, you know, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I have a lot of more stories to tell about hip hop. This is just one of them. If you want to hear anything else, you know, email me at thedrive2020 at gmail.com. You know, I would like to hear from you guys, but that's just, you know, thought of the day. If you're going, like I say, if you're going to do business the right way, do it the right way. Don't do it the snake shit way because people do not like that. And this guy has burned so many bridges. I can't really believe he's still relevant. You know, you start talking about vote, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, don't nobody want to hear what you got to say. Okay. But, you know, be real about it. So, lesson learned, people. Be real with it. All right? Y'all take care. And it's almost close, closer to, to Christmas holidays, the Hanukkah holidays. You guys be safe. And let's tune into the next episode. Peace.